It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness. The most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Got tickets for Skillet. We're going to give away. Skillet's going to be at the Brady. The Seven Dust to Pop Evil on September 7th. Hell yeah! We'll see what Sam wants to talk about. We've got Stump Sam. We've got our top five songs, top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener Mary's Little Lamb. 
I just thought it was multiple. What do you mean, like Mary? What do you mean? Maybe I'm thinking of Bo Peep. Little Bo Peep lost her sheep. Now, see, that's tricky because it could be one sheep. It could be more than one sheep because sheep, plural, is sheep. Yeah. In Toy Story, it's more than one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But lamb, it's always been Mary had a little lamb, just one, one single lamb, as far as I know. Maybe she wanted more. I feel sad for her. <laughs> Poor Mary. <Yeah>. Poor Mary. <laughs> Where did her sheep go? <laughs> uh, and then, we, of course, we've got the birthday cake energy drink we're giving away, part of the BMMS birthday bang. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash BMMS69. Look for the post. Make a comment about your birthday. We'll pick someone every day to win a case of bang birthday cake energy drink. A case. Boom. You're welcome. Be a part of the bang. Bang a lot. That we're doing for your birthday. (laughs) Uh, There's a thing in the news about this guy. You might not know who he is. He has an interview guy, news guy on one of the news networks. And he was approached by somebody out in public. And he was called, according to him, a derogatory term. And then he confronts him. Mm -hmm. This news anchor does. And when he confronts him, he is uh, not happy. Throwing the F-bomb around, mm-hmm. basically telling this guy he's going to kick his ass. Well, it's this person is filming, totally baited him in, mm-hmm. trying to gaslight him, was hugely successful. <laughs> and I'm not sure where I stand on this, but I do have some of the audio. I believe it is edited. So uh, this is part of that confrontation. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much- Fredo is from The Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your And they brother, use though? it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Oh, Are you I Italian? Got, it's a f***ing insult to your people. Okay. Is he saying that the phrase he was called was in a movie and now it's not a good word? It sounds like it. Yeah. I'm confused by that a little bit. I'm not going to lie. My understanding of the Italian culture pretty much ends at Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, and the Jersey Shore. Well, it doesn't doesn't spread out to Zios? Well, I wouldn't say the Jersey Shore at all. I don't consider those people Italian at all. I think only one of them's actually Italian. But they have Italian socks and shirts. <laughs> so that doesn't make, make you Italian. Italian. That's like I have black friends. <laughs> I like Italian dressing. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but... I'm so that I'm not sure that it is, but to compare it to the N word seems a little over dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but you hear him go on. It's an insult to your f- people. It's like the N word for us. Is, wow. that, is that a cool f- thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Like just gaslighting him, right? Like, <laughs> like Come here's on. a bait, here's a ticket on the crazy train. Hop aboard. <laughs> and he doesn't. Chris Como doesn't know he's filming this at that point. But if you want to play, then we'll f- play. If you've got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it, but don't be the fault of you. Hey, listen. What? I don't want any problems. Bro. Yeah, you're going to have a big problem. I don't want any problems. You yelled a name. You right. started this. He wants problems. Well, he wants to film it. Yeah, he, mm. wa- yeah, he wants him to get mad so that he can, I don't know, make money off this. What's the problem? It's a little different on TV. Don't insult me like that. I didn't insult you. Call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk You like that? You want well, that to be I, your nickname? I didn't call you that. I, you I, called I, me Fredo. You I know thought, my name's not Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name. <laughs> really? That's the word that we're getting upset about? Well, t- agreed. He shouldn't be gaslighted by the word Fredo. No. Uh, but. 
people get offended by the dumbest thing. So I know, but who com- am I to say what someone should get offended by? Okay. I was going to say to, com- to compare it to the N-word. I Agree. I think that that's... What, but I don't know. In, way over dramatic. I don't know if in the Italian culture that was used the same way. Because, no, it's from a movie. Oh, period. End of story. Okay, then. Um, no, you, you can't compare the two. No, you can't. You're can. kind of a dick for comparing the two, actually. No, but if I bait you in like yeah, that, right? You, he you're, is. you're calling me names, regardless mm-hmm. of the dis- how bad or not it is. You're trying to start something, right? Like you right? call me blonde. <laughs> Put him up. up. Put him up. Don't be a liar. Don't be a liar. Stand up like a man. Stand up. 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 Stand Clearly gaslighted. Yeah. And... So I don't know where I stand. One, like, what are you doing, man? You're on TV. You're paid... A million dollars? I don't know. Look up Gimpy, yeah. Chris Cuomo, net worth. Okay. But like, okay, I I am not on CNN where like millions of people see it, but we get trolled here all the time. Like people say mean things. So I feel like you're kind of trained to have a little bit thicker skin to be able to let that roll off your back. Trained? Well, I mean, um, more than other people are because we deal with it so much and we have to learn not to let it affect us. Agreed. You do have to learn not, how to not let it affect you. Chris Cuomo, net worth, Sam. Ooh, I'm gonna guess three million. I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say like five or ten. Okay, okay. Like that's a major news network. I think he's got one of the more successful shows on that network. Mm-hmm. Okay, it has his net worth and his salary on here as well. So he his net worth is nine mil. Okay, okay. And this cat apparently his salary I'm guessing yearly annually two and a half mil, two and a wow. half mil salary. Damn. Right for Good real, God. right? God. But either which way. Call me whatever you want for two and a half million a year. <laughs> right? True. Mm-hmm. But now let me paint a picture. Mm-hmm. You're not at work. Mm-hmm. You're out with your family. Mm-hmm. And people are doing this in front of your kids. I could see that. Like if I was it out. It gets old pretty quick. If I was out with my, you know, parents or whatever. And they're like, oh, Sam's a slut. I bet he can bang her. Like that would be embarrassing. But I, I kind of feel like even in that situation, my parents would know that this is part of my job even though i'm yeah, not but you're not yeah, at work i know that you're I, not at work but i think it's different for people that are on tv because even though you're not at work like other people see you it's not like you're a cashier and someone you know sees you out like that'd be like going up to the cashier anywhere and be like well you're a cashier why can't you do it here yeah i don't agree I you want to be accessible right no well as i think as I, someone I, that's paid two and a half million dollars a year why why do you need to be accessible He's just there to report the news. Well, to be no. a commentary guy, but yeah. Because he's a personality. That doesn't mean you have to be accessible. Mm, yeah. I, he's a talking head. Right, but uh, <laughs> I just, I feel like it's different because everybody sees you. You are a personality. You are in someone's living room every day. If you watch them, if you're a fan or you're not, there's going to be people trolling you on Facebook or when you go out. I just feel like that's something that I'm sure everybody, Katie Couric, other anchors, they get that too. I just don't think that this is this is so crazy. I can't believe this guy did this. I think it's over the top. I, I think, I think sure that this person top. approaching somebody, not at work, for what reason? Why? Because he's just trying to bait him. Just to be a troll. That's in front of his kids. And I don't know if he was in front of his kids, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if his kids were there. I'm just saying that I can imagine that would get real old. I remember with Biggie and him telling a story where somebody he called him a fat F out in public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Biggie was like, hey, you don't know me. That's not okay. Yeah. You're lucky. If you were anybody else and I, get, and I didn't give you a break, you'd get punched in the face. 
Well, no, you guys joke on the show. We're not. I'm not on the show. Mm-hmm. But okay, in that- and I agree with that. I think that you you just can't out of the shoot mm-hmm. be that way. Right. Agreed. But if I've- someone called a show, they wouldn't allow that. If I agree, but I also feel like when you are whatever in someone's radio or their living room on TV, people have a connection to you. They feel like they can, and trolls are the same way. That trolls feel the same way the fans do. That I can do this. They feel entitled to it because they wouldn't do it to somebody that they didn't know and they feel like they know us. And so for him to react that way, there's got to be, you know, at least 20 other situations where someone has said something. Yeah. And this is where I I don't know where I stand on it because he should know better. He should have the callus. As a person in the media, you should know better that at any point in time, anybody could be recording, and you just need to keep your mouth shut. And meanwhile, also, not not just recording, but like the stuff you put on social media, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that, all that's tracked and recorded, and all can come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, because you're, you are yeah. in the media. So you're you should, a person that everybody knows. You're going to be judged a thousand times more for whatever your reaction true. is. Yeah, so no so matter, you should control that. I think Gimpy's right. Yeah, no matter what people say, you just bite your tongue, man. Go home. Yeah, but right? everybody, and bitch you about say it to too, wife. like, hey, I'm going to blow at some point. Yeah, no. yeah, you're absolutely right. But you can hold it, right, until you get to a place where, you know, you're Safe, I guess, is the best word to put. I don't. I mean, when I maybe say he safe, thought he was safe, you know, no cameras, no other people around, you know, maybe just in the in the privacy of your own home. See, it, where it, is that? Where is it though? When it comes to again, I don't know where I sit on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's okay to gaslight anybody when their job is to entertain, to gaslight them in their restaurant while they're eating right. at their grocery store, mm-hmm. which has happened to uh, other people of public mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of me feels like politicians is a completely different game, right? Politicians are making policy that affect your daily lives. Yeah. Yes. This is just a talking head. But you should. But I still don't think it's okay. Even with the politics, you shouldn't go up and just start talking s just to start something to be a dick but- because you don't agree with what they have to say. We're all humans here. We live in a society. We're not animals, okay? So there's no sense in just attacking people just okay. to be an asshole. Right. Agreed. That's but- a, that, I think everybody 100% agrees with that. But when someone does attack and they want to be an asshole, mm-hmm. whatever public fig- figure you are, you have to know that they're getting attention, they're trying to do something, mm-hmm. and that whatever your reaction is is going to be a thousand times bigger than if it was some right. Joe Right, that would become the news story. Right. You're right. right. If Biggie would have beat that guy or punched him in the face for right. saying that, it would be... The morning show host punched right. a you know innocent civilian or whatever. Mm. Right. So I feel like you have more on your shoulders than just innocent. Whatever <laughs> civilian, yes. <laughs> but again, the headline- it's not an innocent civilian. There are con- yes, freedom yes. of speech, but there are consequences for opening your mouth. Okay. Right. I a hundred percent agree with you, but that's not what the headline is. Right. And and so you have to be aware of that because your your head, your talking head, is yeah. a whole brand that's worth a lot of money. So you need to be. I mean, literally, I'm sure they have, for people that make two and a half million dollars and they are, you know, whatever, on TV, I bet that they have training. Like, hey, this is going to happen. They don't. I, I don't think, I bet they don't. I, I Did we totally get any disagree. formal training about how to act in public? Right. About how to, you know, act on social media? No. We're a multi-billion dollar company. Have you gotten any training on how to email? <laughs> no. Right. right. No. So what makes you think another multi-billion dollar company would do that? Now, maybe his agent or the agency he works with that, mm-hmm. you know, is represents him, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
And I agree proactive-wise that's something that should happen, but why would a company waste money on training like that? Uh, to me, that's not wasting money. It well, is. Well, the thing is, is we're all adults here, assumed uh, by the company. <laughs> we're all adults, and we should be able to handle our ass. So there's no need to hire somebody to, to do all this training. You're a goddamn adult. Use your effing brain. I think that I don't fault a man if he is cornered to defending himself. Regardless if I if what he said or wasn't said was offensive, mm-hmm. right? Let's that's to me that's the basic co- conversation. Mm-hmm. He was he was approached, yelled at from across the street, mm-hmm. and handled it the way that he probably was raised to handle when you're confronted. See, and that's where I was about to head on that one. It's like you know uh, we were raised as kids. You know when a bully comes up to you, starts talking smack or whatever, you turn the other cheek, be the bigger person. Sometimes, you know? yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes some people are raised that when somebody does that, you pop them in the mouth. <laughs> but you want to really you want to talk you want to talk like a thug. I'm going to treat you like a thug, right? There are some people that are raised that way. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not. I don't know where I fall on this. Yeah. Because part of me is like, no, you don't do that. You should know better. And then part of me is like, listen, and your your mouth has consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't. He wasn't cornered. It wasn't like he was literally in an alley. He was being yelled at, humiliated in a public setting. I mean, he had every opportunity to walk away. Yeah. Because you have, I mean, you have more on your shoulders. Right, and as by he the walks way, away with his, his tail between his legs, he's made fun of. And I'm not saying that that's, that's a reason to fight him. I'm just saying, but that's the other side of that coin, too. The headline would then be, he walks away like a pussy. No, Which is fine. Call no, me a pussy. I don't care. There right, wouldn't be exactly. a headline. There wouldn't be a headline if yes, he just walked would. through. No way. Yes, there would. Oh, there would be I, a different news source that I would disagree. be like, oh, Chris Como's a puss and couldn't stand up when confronted. But the fact of the matter is, is like, you just got to be the bigger person and walk away. You had plenty of opportunity. There was no sense in going to confront the guy. Let the man run his mouth. Blah, 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 in one ear and out the other, man. That's the way it, my personal feelings, how you should handle it. Would yeah, you rather have one guy think you're a pussy or have this S-storm to deal with and be on your boss's couch today nice. having a discussion. So, yeah, now he's going to have to be in there talking. A yeah. little meeting. And I, I, I don't know because your... it was outside of it was outside of work. I don't know. I don't know, man. This this is why I'm having trouble on where I land. And the annoying thing that happens, which is a lot of text, is it becomes, uh, you know, what side of the aisle you sit on for it. And that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about public discourse. We're talking about being a goddamn human. <laughs> And why is that behavior okay on either side? And if there, I, to me, there's a consequence if you open your mouth. And it may not be the right, I may not be handling myself fairly, but you got to play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. Yeah, but I feel that guy was doing that because he wanted to bait him. He wanted True. to get him on camera doing True. stuff. He, it wasn't Humiliate like him. It wasn't like, hey, random guy in the street, I'm going to say this. It was, hey, you're famous, so I'm going to try to do that. TMZ yeah. does that all the time. They try to say horrible things to celebrities to get them to react, and I feel like that's part of it. You Sometimes you're going to feel like a pussy. So you you use the example of being with your parents, but you're with your kid. Yeah. And that is said. I mean, still the same thing. You got to, oh, man. Yeah, man. Because here's the deal. What are you showing your kids when you go up and you're a douche and you're confronting this guy over some BS word? Over a word. You're showing your kids that you are no better than they are, that your brain is no stronger than them. Because what do the children do? They go up and they start confronting and they want to deal with it like that. You got to show, if if you're with your kids, you got to show them, hey, listen, this is a perfect learning lesson. 
Be the bigger person. You see that asshole over there? He's being a mm. dick, and there's no sense in even having to go mess with him. Come on, kids. Let's get out of here. Right. Essentially, this person's being a bully. Yeah. And you said, hey, you turned the other cheek. Mm. But there is also the lesson of punch the bully in the mouth. If, because if, he ain't going to be able, I mean, he or she ain't going to be able to handle first. it. Yeah, or if the mm, bull, I don't think so. If you feel like the bully is threatening your physical safety, mm. but to call a word and lose your s like that, there's oh, no God, reason. Call me a name. Yeah. Shut up. Like yeah. how many? I, it just, I feel that ha- that has to happen all the time when mm. they're on Facebook Live, whenever they have like YouTube stuff. No matter what it is, being on Facebook Live or being on YouTube is completely different than me at a public setting at some festival and you yelling and approaching me. Very uh, true. That's Agreed. complete. And I'm not in my station gear. Mm. No, I, I 100% agree with you, but it's coming from the same place of trolling. Absolutely. That's my point. Absolutely. It's not... Except, it's, one, I'm at work and that's part of work and then now I'm out in public living my life. Yeah, but when you're we, a public figure. That's part of work. <sighs> work doesn't... When we get in our cars, it's not like BMMS and KMOD gets off our back. We're mm-hmm. still going to be judged for everything we do because if I get a DUI, whatever it is, it's not Sam, it's Seaman Sam with the Big Mad Morning Show, and mm-hmm. you have to know that, and I'm mm-hmm. sure they have had that talk with that guy, too. So he he risked all that to get mad at an, a movie name. <laughs> I guess I just look at it a little bit differently, because if I'm out with my family, mm-hmm. and you want to tell, you know, D and fart jokes, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be like, hey, not appropriate. That's all I'm that with it my kids. That's all that it takes. Yeah, but... <laughs> he didn't do that. No, I know, but... He did it with a little way more bravado. Right. And it, I agree he didn't handle himself right. Mm-hmm. I agree 100% he didn't handle himself right. But I think that, come on, man. Why is that okay? Why is what one guy, why are we only crucifying one guy here? No, oh, the no, other the guy's, other guy's a, a dick. Yeah. For real. But that's not what people are talking about. <laughs> because people it, are talking about Chris Como. Because mm-hmm. he's a public figure. Right. I know, but they both did something bad. Yeah. We're talking about public discourse. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about one being a public figure or not. You should not approach people like that. Absolutely. Agreed. That's what I think people should be saying more of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you are approached that way, there's a way that you should handle it. And he didn't. And he did not yeah. do it the way agree. that he should. I agree. I do agree with yeah. that. He poured gasoline on that. Absolutely. <laughs> he did. Well, he took a ticket on the crazy train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guy was like, "Here, here's a tinder box and the match. I'm, all you got to do is just come this way and it'll ignite. That's all you got to do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. We got our top five songs, top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes uh, from listener Mary's Little Lamb. Plus, we've got tickets for Skillet we're going to give away when we come back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news. We cover them here and then put a link on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bmms69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show at 97.5 KMOD. Millionaire offering big bucks to hire a honey trap. So this recently engaged... How is this a news story? (laughs) No. So this recently engaged millionaire wants to hire a man to seduce his girl to see if she's a gold digger. He got in contact with a luxury marketplace, hushhush.com, to see if they'll find somebody to help him check. He's willing to pay over $18,000 and you get... 18 grand, access to a luxury flat, premium cars, and then you get a budget while you're trying to seduce his fiance. Um, and he 
wants to do this because the bride will not sign a prenup and she's like in a super big hurry to get to the altar and in an expensive ceremony. So he wants to hire this person. He wants the person to be a younger man because he says he's older. <laughs> he wants the person to have a beard and he wants the person to be attractive and be able to seduce his wife. Just don't get married to her. <laughs> For real, man. I don't trust you, so I'm going to test you before we get married. Spend 18 grand to do so. Yeah, but 18 yeah. granted. Yeah, and a, no. A millionaire, right. like, it doesn't say multimillionaire. Just right. as millionaire. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Just, I mean, I would be so pissed if Jeff did that. Yeah. I hired a honey trap. That yeah. would be, that would be over. That's saying I'm not trusting you. Yeah, now I'm right. going to, oh, that's so, that's like so much worse than even saying it to your face. You're going through all this trouble? How about it's a little psychotic? Yes, I think little, so. Little? Yeah, just a skosh. If yeah. a woman did that, we'd be calling her crazy. Yeah, he, he's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, that is that is above and beyond nuts. And I hope, I hope, because there was no names mentioned, every gold digger's like, is it me? <laughs> they're all worried a little bit. Right. Speed a little bit faster. Every young man with a beard, they're like, don't talk to me. <laughs> no. I've got one on the hook. Well, and I want to see what she, they both look, I want to <laughs> see what they both look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Is Our it names. like some wrinkly, you know, thin-skinned old man and, you know, some hot blonde or, you know. Right, a strong wind would blow him over and right, kill him. Right, right. Violent sneeze. Yeah, he's one, <laughs> he's one bless you away from dying. Right. <laughs> uh, driver arrested for running over ducklings. Oh, my God. Good, you savage bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God, I almost cussed. That made me so mad. <laughs> so down in Florida, there's this guy in his main uh, mid-50s named James Claremont, okay? Jimmy was driving his Ford pickup truck Sunday evening going down the road where there was these 11 ducklings and their mama just try, trying to cross the street, right? And they do that in like a line. And I just Googled <laughs> ducklings and they're so effing cute. Yeah. I don't even know how you could hurt them. Oh, well, according to witnesses, old Jimmy here slowed down for a speed bump. Once he got over it, he quickly accelerated towards the row of ducks crossing the street. What an asshole. <laughs> Psychopath. Jimmy here. Oh my God, that makes me mad. Old Jim Jim here ends up running over. He ran over three ducklings, okay? Two of them died instantly. Oh my God. <laughs> the third one was taken to an animal hospital for its broken bones. They didn't say whether or not it died or if it's still, you know, in some, what kind of health. Anyhow. This is fart quack. I don't know if what is it. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so did the other ducklings get to be with their mom? I'm just assuming that the other, um, what is that, uh, eight of them or whatever, ran off and, and got across the street with their mama. Like, you know, oh, holy crap, number five, eight, and six just got ran over. Right. The rest of you need to hurry up. Star Sarah, Stephen, Dale are dead. Right. Move. Uh, so anyhow, so um, <laughs> cops get involved now. They they the witnesses say that uh, Jimmy here, after running over the ducks, sped off to his house in a trailer park, which is around the corner. They went and uh, police went and talked to him. Of course, he denied even seeing any ducks in the road, but couldn't explain the blood and duck feathers that they found oh, on his wheels. My God, he had crushed duckies on his wheels. I am calling no what? on this. Like he hit a what? deer or something. 
Come well, on, you know, man. There were 11 of them, and two of them got squashed instantly, so I could see how there would be some blood and some feathers. It's not Maybe. like it's going to be covered. There's a beak in your tire, sir. <laughs> right. Explain this. <laughs> they say that when they questioned him nearly two hours after the incident that he was highly highly intoxicated Mm -hmm. uh they ended up taking him in on aggravated animal cruelty where he uh, where it's a felony and he bonded out later on that day for those of you feel that you know we didn't get justice with epstein we're getting it now good with with this duck killer take your aggressions out on him by the way you go to jail and they're like oh man what happened you're like i ran over three ducks you're getting your ass kicked yes for sure i'm stealing (laughs) your your little cakes or whatever the the dessert is cakes yeah Yeah, i'm getting your tasty cakes and i'm beating your ass Fight breaks out, and one person gets their eyes glued shut. This happened in Georgia, (laughs) where a woman couldn't open her eyes because they had been super glued shut in the middle of a fight. Apparently, she and her ex-husband's ex-girlfriend agreed to meet up and fight. Um... (laughs) Apparently, <laughs> well, who makes a date to fight? at the playground yeah. after school, I'm going to kick your ass. Right after uh, the third speed bump, bitch, get there. Apparently, the ex said some really mean things about the other's chill child. Well, don't you talk about my child. According to the sheriff's report, uh, one of them brought along their daughter, uh, their daughter's boyfriend, and the ex-husband. And the ex-boyfriends, like, all these people to fight, and in the middle of it, got glue dumped on her eyes and got hit with a broken beer bottle. She got 15 stitches, and her earlobe had almost been bitten off. Oh, my God. Damn, we scrapping. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Anchorman all of a sudden. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Who has time in a fight to pull out a bottle of super glue, Have you tried it? You got to be careful. You get your thumbs on it. Did she try and glue it, but then she was stuck to her? (laughs) Right, because it stuck to the lid. Oh, my God. You got a little tiny bit on your thumb. She's like, F it. (laughs) That's hilarious. All participants were arrested. These stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bmms69. Tulsa's morning show. The Big Bad Morning Show. The assault continues next. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Joining us from 1430, The Buzz, is our friend Pop. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. And, uh, man, I know we just complained yesterday about Antonio Brown sucking the preseason football news cycle, but every time we turn around, he's doing another thing just crazy. And yesterday, he gets denied his appeal for getting to wear the helmet that he wants to wear, even though he knew he couldn't wear it. He was like, no, I want to do something that isn't allowed in football. And they were like, no, you're not going to do that. But they did give him a consolation that he could do. And then he went to Twitter to ask for help with that. He did. I'm looking for a shut air advantage adult large helmet that was manufactured in 2010 or after. In exchange, I will trade a signed practice worn Raiders helmet. Listen, I have not checked my helmet that I have. Um, I think it might actually be a shut air advantage. I don't know what the manufacturer date on it is. I'll have to look. But if I were indeed to offer this to Antonio Brown, it's going to cost him more than a practice-worn signed Raiders helmet. (laughs) This is a man that is on the verge of getting $30 million. Now, he's had multiple offers that have already been sent to him, so he doesn't need any more. And what we found out is that via shut. By the way, did you know that the 
guys that originally owned Shut are from Tulsa and still live here before, cool. they, before they sold the company and still have deep ties into the company. I didn't know that. They probably have one. They um, stopped making that helmet in 2009. Now, so that's outside of the 10-year window. What they did, though, was they manufactured a few more for their product line in case they had failure of the ones that were made prior to 2009. So they made a handful in 2010, and after that, they stopped making it. So he might have actually found one that they did make in 2010 that was main, that was strictly manufactured for parts and that people have put together. So... Chances are he maybe found one, but he still has to get it tested. Here's the thing. They have to go and test it through a rigorous process and has to get approved before he can wear it. He can't just say, well, here's the manufacture date. I get to wear this. No, has to go through the testing phase. Right. They're not just going to allow some outside source provide uh, equipment, safety equipment into the National Football League. I just want to recap Recap. some of the crazy Mm. crap that he's done just in 2019, right? We've got this texting thing, soliciting fans for a helmet when he should be able to contact somebody within the industry to get him that helmet yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh he knowingly stepped into a a cryo chamber with wet feet burning his feet knowingly jeopardizing Mm -hmm. in paris by the way he told mm -hmm. that story in his news conference and they showed that on hard knocks last night he um he re-signed with the team after not getting more money he just basically did a um um uh, horizontal slide financially, right? And he was on The Masked Singer singing Bobby Brown, My Prerogative. That's, That's right. the only things that have happened this year. <laughs> Dude, damn. this guy might be suffering from CTE. I forgot about The Masked Singer. That damn show hooked me every week. It does, right? But he might be suffering from some sort of brain trauma. Either that or he's just a weird dude. This year? Yeah, I mean, I, it, we don't know what other stuff, because he was kind of in Pittsburgh that doesn't... He made some noise while he was in Pittsburgh, but, I mean, they're not a team that openly promotes uh, and doesn't get as much media attention as maybe what some of the other markets do. Okay. So maybe, he was just, maybe he's just a weird guy in general, behind the scenes. You know, his story is like he was homeless. Like, growing up, he was homeless. Like, he, he came from an extremely, extremely difficult background. And now that he's got fame and a little bit of money, maybe he's living the best version of his life. Why not? He's just a weird guy. It's yeah. okay to be weird. Yeah, for sure. And and we should point out, he didn't go to a major college either. He went to no. Central Michigan. He didn't go to wow. like a big pillar college and is easily the premier receiver in the NFL. Also, the premier not making a lot of sense dude right now in the <laughs> no, NFL. Not, he did last night explain how he got his feet circumcised, essentially. What? They peeled the yeah. skin, yeah. When they oh! peeled all the skin off the oh bottom of his feet. Oh, my God. Yuck, yuck, yuck. That's so gross. There's no way yeah. that can be healthy for him because um, oh. of the calluses he's b- built on his feet. Now he's got to start over. He's got yeah, dainty little feet. Skin, yeah. 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 He's got the softest skin on his footsies. Right. <laughs> I know it hurts like a bastard every time I just bump my knuckle where the new skin has grown back. So well, I can they imagine showed on it. your feet. They showed it last night because he was like, yeah, you want to see it? Showed his feet. <laughs> the other... I thought the interesting point uh, on that very injury came from Justin Gatlin, who was a world-class sprinter. He said that he suffered the same injury, and it took him months to get back to full health. I can imagine. You have to regrow that skin. Your feet are obviously incredibly important, Mm -hmm. but they take forever to heal. Mm -hmm. There's no way he's going to be ready for opening day. Hmm. 
I do appreciate Oof. the I had my feet circumcised line. <laughs> That's okay. pretty funny. He's got a little bit of humor on that. Is yeah, he planning his real big feet? He, he, <laughs> he was in he was in Paris on vacation and he decided to do cryotherapy because he was still getting workouts in and that's where it happened. Stupid. I just find it hard Dumbass. to believe he knowingly did that. Mm. Yeah. See? The Paris French isn't don't know what they're doing Come with on. cryotherapy. That chambers. is so not true. <laughs> you have that a responsibility. So you know what's gonna happen. Very important what you just said. He has a responsibility, but it's not like he went to, you know, you know, a third world country and right. did this. He went to a place where a lot of athletes go for top <laughs> uh, treatments. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, own up, man. Yeah, we oui, we. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> Silly Americans. You're making a lot of references in this uh, sports cast about <laughs> circumcision. <laughs> yes, yes. Dumb Americans. Don't come back here and try to use our cryotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Football. Uh, one uh, one note: Oklahoma State and Arkansas added uh, two games to their upcoming football series, so they were already going to play in 24 and 27. They've added a couple of more. So DTC, get ready. 2032 and 2033, those are your years. First one in uh, Stillwater, 2033, the return trip to Fayetteville. Wait, 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 wait. You got to make sure you announce that Tom Grady won the Arena Football League God, Championship yeah. MVP. I keep Grady? That. Grady. That's, how weird is that? Because Tom Brady won the NFL Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. Ah, okay. Tom Grady. <laughs> wow. Is it, is it bad? I didn't even know the Arena League was still a thing. Me either. <laughs> uh, did you? Not until I saw the headline. <laughs> I, I, try to fancy myself as someone that's up to date on a lot of things in sports and i'm like oh they still run that thing well they wow. also they, the story if you read onto it it, it it also says that he also won uh coach of the year water boy of the year owner of the year uh field yeah. turf guy of the year because all those arena guy leagues do so many jobs <laughs> yeah, he drove the bus too <laughs> laying out the team selling spread. popcorn <laughs> taking uh, tickets oh God, strength and conditioning coach <laughs> uh, tom grady tom grady <laughs> that is hilarious Sports to the Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. All right, stupid corporate cram down right now. They're forcing us to take a 30-second break, but we'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. On Wednesdays, we like to see what Sam wants to talk about. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam segment. Is a goose the same thing as a geese? <laughs> so for my segment this week, I wanted to... Talk to Josie Scott. Um, I had heard that he had gone onto an ancestry site and got some results, and so I want to talk to him about that. So Josie's with us. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> How you doing, man? How you doing, Corbin? Great to talk to you, buddy. Uh, are things? I know we're going to get to how well things are, but things are good. Yes. 
Yes, things are going real good, man. I'm working uh, at 12 and 12 now in Tulsa, the largest uh, addiction uh, center in the state. And I'm really proud to be working there as a, a peer recovery support specialist, helping people you know, get into the 12-step program and helping, helping these people get clean, man, trying to save a few. We're going to get to what Sam uh, has you on today for, but how important is that work for you, uh, to you, um, mentally and, and like in a give-back way? And how shocked are people when they realize you are who you are from, their, from your past <laughs> life? <laughs> well, uh, I was given a, sort of a, a class. I give two classes each day to about 50 or 60 guys, and this guy came up and asked me for my autograph yesterday and this old man walked up to me and he goes do people do this to you every day (laughs) (laughs) and how how, i'm curious how you got involved with that uh i got involved um well i used to work at another place here in town and i wanted to continue uh my work as a peer recovery support specialist and uh i you know heard it was the largest uh you know addiction uh center in the in the whole state and it was right here in in our great city of Tulsa so I wanted to inquire and uh they were glad to have me on and to answer your question Corbin the work is very important to me you know I think uh we're suffering from a catastrophic you know uh disease here uh with a lot of different uh people from all different walks of life you know and I just, uh, I want to be able to sort of bridge, uh, you know, stand in the gap for these people and, and try to save a, a few people from this deadly, deadly disease. Well, that we didn't bring you on to talk about that. We can come retouch that, you know, at some point, because um, that, that type of work is intriguing to me. And so it's cool that you're doing that and people get to experience that right here in Tulsa. But Sam has you on for another reason. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk to you about what you found out through your ancestry. So how did that start? Did you send your DNA in and why did you do that? Well, I, uh, had heard when I was a little kid that my dad had a baby, uh, with a girlfriend that he had when my parents were divorced and my, uh, dad had had a, a baby with a girlfriend out in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And so when I became popular with saliva and went on tour, I was just like, she's got to, you know, figure out who I am. She's got to be able to come to a show. Surely she'll recognize that this is her brother. Well, I didn't know at the time that her parents were telling her that her stepfather was actually her father and that I, you know, so she didn't even know that I existed. Uh, and so I turned in my DNA at ancestrydna.com and they, uh, got back with me in about, about six weeks later. And they, they give you all kinds of hits if you have relatives. And I had like thousands of cousins. It was crazy, (laughs) but I had one hit that was, that just said close relative. It didn't say cousin. It just said definitely close relative. So I clicked on it. And this picture popped up, and I saw my dad's face on on this girl's face, and I literally, like, almost dropped my phone. It felt like all the air left my lungs, and I couldn't see. <laughs> I felt like I was going to pass out, and uh, turns out that this was 
the ba- that baby. This was that baby all grown up, and her name's Savannah. And I found her in Sacramento, California, with her husband and her uh, two sons. And so we immediately started talking, and uh, you know, just and we just fell in love with each other. We were like. You know, it was uh, instant connection, of course, and and then she came this past weekend uh, to visit here in Tulsa. How long ago did this did this process start for you trying to find her? It started. Uh, it's an interesting story because it I turned my DNA in in April of seventeen, and she turned her DNA in in March of seventeen. So it was within we were within months of each other. And so people that don't aren't familiar with the process, you submit your stuff to the website and then you can check it on occasion to see if there's updates or it alerts you if there's updates. Yes, it, it'll it'll uh, send you certain alerts, but it's uh, if it's uh, you know if there's an update uh, in your in your genealogy or in in the uh, uh, finding of family members. What's interesting is the DNA that you send in is saliva. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Did you, like, were you purposely putting your DNA in to hopefully find her? I was. I I told my wife, I was like, you know, this is sort of my last gasp at reaching out, you know, into oblivion to to find her because I had no idea what her name was. I had no idea what what you know who her family could be you know her uh the breakup between my dad and her mom was uh kind of nasty and i don't think you know she would be looking for me and turns out i was totally wrong everything i thought was wrong and we found each other and it has been just amazing just an amazing story of love how many times did you check for an update and there wasn't one or you got alerted that there was an update and there was it was a disappointment? It wasn't what you and thought. It, and it wasn't her. Yeah. Several times uh, I checked uh, uh, after the six weeks of God, the six weeks felt like six years. And my my DNA finally came back. And then the weeks of waiting for different hits and all these people that I had no idea who they were, it was saying fourth cousin, fifth cousin, second cousin, you know, possible third cousin. And I was just like, who are these people? I have no idea who these people are. And then pow, there she was. Were you nervous to like put your DNA in and then have other people that are like your eighth cousin be like, Oh my God, it's Josie Scott from saliva and like be bothered. (laughs) Well, they're really uh, they're they're really kind of confidential on that unless you want to engage with the other person. So they kind of protect you as far as that goes. Well, what was the first conversation with your sister like? Uh, it was over the phone, and it was just a lot of crying. Oh God, I'm about to cry. It was just a lot of emotions. You know, it was very emotional, and um, you know it was just a, a lot of love and a lot of reassuring and you know because she thought that she was a dark secret in my family that had been shut out and we didn't care to know her we didn't want to know her and that was just completely completely couldn't have been more wrong you know we were waiting to find her and waiting to love her is your dad still with us no he passed away in 1997 
okay. So that there, did you forgive him for all that? I mean, is that is that ship sailed? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that 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 was all good. Me and my dad uh, had totally mended fences before he died. I mean, he was my like my best friend. He was my bus driver uh, in the wow. early days of saliva. Uh, he was, you know, like he was more like a brother to me than he was a father. You know, he was right by my side through the whole record company search, uh, all of it. Was there ever a point that? You, especially when you found out there was a connect that, you know, the DNA matched where you went, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I shouldn't know who this person is because they're going to see my name or maybe put two and two together and um, want to meet me for the wrong reason. Well, um, as Gimpy knows, my my name is my uh, my stage name is my first and middle name. So on the DNA site, I actually used my first and last name so it it's not like uh you know they could have uh put the josie scott thing together i kind of you know put a put a disguise on that uh so that so that wouldn't happen but not for a second uh corbin i wanted to find her so desperately you know i think there was a uh, well i know there was a missing part uh in my this missing corner in my heart that i needed to fill with her and I finally had the luxury of doing that. It doesn't take a lot, a lot of conversations with you to know that you're a very family-oriented person. Mm-hmm. And so I totally believe you when you say that. But yeah. I want to ask this question, and it might be hard to answer. But now that you've found her, what does mm-hmm. having her in, her in your life mean? It just means it, it means the world to me. You know, it it, it means that a little a little part of my father is alive again. And every time I look at her, you know, I can, it's like looking into my father's eyes, you know what I mean? And, uh, she's just an incredible loving person. And her husband, uh, Brandon is an incredible guy. And those two babies, her two, uh, young sons, you know, I get to be an uncle to them now. Uh, and, they're just precious, precious kids, you know, and you can tell that that the love that was born from my family, you know, because we're real <laughs> lovey-dovey, you know, touchy-feely type uh, uh, family. And you can tell that that is alive and well in Savannah because she was so shocked and so ready to be enveloped in the love of my family and it was such a pleasant surprise to her because she did not expect that. Do you um, see mannerisms in her that your dad did? Oh, my gosh, yes. So we were doing the interview uh, up at the station at KMOD with uh, Lunchbox and my dear friend Brady, who I adore. Everybody does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she's never... Uh, she's never done a radio interview before. She's never uh, done this kind of thing before. So like she said, she was getting to peek into that Josie Scott saliva world. And as she was doing uh, the interview and speaking into the microphone, I noticed that her lip was shaking and I, it immediately cued my brain. And I was like, where have I seen that before? Where have I seen that before? And I saw my dad again, like a ghost pop up into my head and I was like that's from my dad that is a complete 
identical mannerism from my father. It was like sitting there looking at my father, man. It was crazy. I don't know if you've done it yet. And I don't know if you're still connected to your manager or anybody like that, but you need to contact Ancestry. There's a commercial here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he's, we actually have the same manager as Nickelback and Nickelback are coming through in a couple of days, I think to the river spirit casino and we're going to go out to the show. So I'm definitely connected with all those guys still. So I'll definitely talk to him about that. I think, I think you're right. I think there's definitely a story that, that should be told here because it's a story of love and it's a story of encouragement and it could reach out to a lot of different people. Okay. My last question is, did Savannah have a poster of saliva or listen to saliva (laughs) and have a favorite song? Well, she is uh, about uh, 10 years younger uh, than me. And she was a kid, you know, she was a little kid when all this was going on and she was, you know, uh, doing, uh, like, uh, ironically, she was doing musicals like Oklahoma and Cats and stuff like that. And she was pretty engulfed into uh, a ballet and dance sort of world. And she was, she, she was not a rock and roll fan. You know, she was like in, into boys to men and in uh, sync and stuff like that. So she had, <laughs> she had no saliva posters. Hmm. Did it floor her when she learned about you know how successful the band was and and you know you being on TV and all that was was she like what? Yeah, well, she just walked around my living room for the longest time and just looked at my. Uh, golden platinum records and i i wanted i handed her my mtv moon man and i said i want you to hold it and she was just shaking she was like i just this is so crazy and i was like i I just told her i said just hold it just just put it in your hands it's okay and she it was really emotional strangely you know it was because not only is she overwhelmed that her brother is here and her brother loves her so much and my family loves her so much, but then she finds out that she has a famous brother, you know, that's a lot for anybody to, to, to take, you know, man, that, Oh God, I sure there's gotta be a time in her life. There's no way she avoided hearing click, click, boom. There's just no way (laughs) at some time in her life. She had to have heard that and been like, Oh my God, that's my brother singing. Yeah, well, you know what? She had an older brother, and he, he actually was like one of these uh, muscled-up guys, and he actually worked out. She said she heard it a thousand times. She'd heard <laughs> click, click, boom, and ladies and gentlemen, and always, and your disease. She'd heard those songs a thousand times, but she would have never believed you if you just said, hey, that's you know that's your brother right there. She would have never put two and two together because they had stacked the deck against her so much that she would, she would ha- have had no clue. What an amazing story, man. And, and as a guy who I know just loves loving people, that's got to mm-hmm. be a really great um, thing to have in your life. And you've got to have a lot of gratitude for it. Yes, I do. Corbin, thank you so much, man, for having having me on sam thank you so much for having me on this morning gimpy you know i love you uh thank you guys for for always supporting me and and talking to me every once in a while and seeing how i'm doing and i I couldn't be more grateful 
Well, we have something planned coming up we want you to be a part of, and so we'll contact you when that gets a little more finalized because uh, we, we, we want to help you in any way we can, and we always love hearing your stories. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. Absolutely. I love you guys too, man. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. All right, buddy. See you Bye, later. Buddy. Later. Yeah, that's Josie Scott. What an amazing story. That's there, crazy. Right? I was getting goosebumps. That's so weird. I saw when he God. was mentioning that he it was like seeing his dad again. That that, you know. that struck you. Mm-hmm. Because like I I see that in my sisters a lot, especially my younger sister. She has a lot of my dad's mannerism and looks the same. So I totally related to what he was saying. Yeah. Amazing. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam segment. Is a goose the same thing as a geese? Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. Let's play a game and give away tickets for Skillet. September 7th, Brady Theater. And we are going to play Pick the Flick. Current record of Pick the Flick is... Well, I am in the lead with 12. You and Sammy tied with 9. Last week's winner was... Well, that'd be Sam. So it's going to be Corbin and Gimpy that are competing. 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Let's go to the phones and get our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Gary. Gary, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good. How are you? Good, man. Gary, who do you want to recluse, Corbin or Gimpy? Oh, let's go Corbin. Gary, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. All right, this is a movie about prison, and to escape, the main character crawls through a sewage pipe. Um, Shake Redemption. Correct. Um, this is a movie about our uh, a president, and he had a beard and top hat. Uh, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Yes, correct. Uh, this has uh, Chevy Chase in it, and uh, Rodney Dangerfield, and it's a golf movie. Um... Um, oh gosh. Bill Murray. Bill Murray? Yes. Um, Caddyshack. Correct. Um, the pass. Uh, this is a movie with, um, uh, it's about, uh, pass. Okay, this is a horror movie, and it is about a mark on your forehead, and it's usually a star with a circle, I think, about it. Um, it's a biblical term, um... Oh, yeah. um, Exodus? No. Um, not the Exorcist, Exodus. Uh, uh, time. Wow, that was disappointing. I'm so sorry, Gary. Three is what okay. we got. Might be All good right. enough for the win. Hang on the line, okay? All right. I hate when I'm playing this game and I know a movie and then I'm like, ah, <laughs> Yeah. I get in my own way because I start thinking, well, what, do they know this movie? Do I think they know this? Mm-hmm. Based off part. their answers, do I think they might know this movie? But Gary was hard to, to decipher because he knew some movies mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to know. Mm-hmm. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Kayla. Kayla, how are you, girl? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm glad you're back. Let's see if Gimpy can win you some tickets, okay? Okay, come on, Gimpy. All right, Kayla, this is a movie with two um, dudes that are of uh, advanced age and they're angry. It's got Walter Matthau. Grumpy on it. old men. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is a movie about the fact that you can't sleep. What do you call that? 
Insomnia. Yeah. This is a double pointer about uh, some kids that go to Europe and they're going to be hiking around and they stay in one of these places. It's called a? Hostel. Yes. This is, uh, whoo, I've never seen this movie before, but if you keep something because it uh, reminds you of a certain uh, event or something, you would consider that. I, yes. This is uh, Ray Liotta, and he's in the mafia, and it's got uh, it's got uh, Al Pacino in it, or no, no, the other guy. Casino. Uh, yeah, no, not Casino. All right, this is where the Godfather. They, no, not the Godfather. It's the opposite. What's the opposite of bad? Goodfellas. There you go. This is uh, this has got Seth Rogen in it, and it's where they go and talk to uh, Kim Jong Il or whatever, off in Korea. Interview. Yes. This is uh, wax on, a wax off, a wax on, a wax off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you smoked me. That was amazing. Congratulations, Kayla. You're getting those tickets to see Skillet thank at the Brady you. Theater, all right? Yes, thank you. All right, hang on the line. I'm sorry, Gary. Uh, that smell you hear it, that you're smelling is burnt toast, man. We got totally destroyed, yeah, she man. killed us. No problem. All right, buddy. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, man. Bye. This is what I didn't get. Okay, this has got Jeff Bridges in it, and I believe that Ken Jeong, comedian feller. Uh, this is where, when police die, this is where they come back. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That's and they're the like death police. Yes, they're yes, the death police. Yes, yes, it's a double pointer. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P.D. Horrible movie, by the way. I think Ryan Reynolds is so cute in it. This uh, is the next one. He's cute uh, in everything. True. <laughs> uh, this is a mid-80s movie about uh, kids in a gang, and they're in South Central Los Angeles, and it's got Ice Cube. It's got uh, it's uh, it's got Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Um, Lawrence Fishburne's in it as well. It's about, uh, yeah. it's about growing up in the ghetto in California. I couldn't. I was picturing Cuba Gooding Jr., but I couldn't. Remember his name? Trey. No, no. I oh, couldn't remember, remember Cuba's Cuba name. Gooding Jr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. this is the last one. Okay, this is a late 70s horror movie. It's got that really tall, creepy dude in it. And when something is a sign of things to come, you would consider that this would be a blank. Yeah, there's like a really creepy, possessed kid in it. Mm. Well, kicked my ass. Score now. Um, well, that moves me up to now 13 and keeps you two at nine. All right, we'll be back. That Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. So they're making a movie about uh, James Gandolfini. Have you heard this? I, I James Gandolfini, of course, the uh, star of The Sopranos, and they're making a movie about it about him. And the kid playing never saw him. <laughs> never saw him. Never saw as him The Sopranos. Huh? Never. Uh. If you're getting paid a ton of money for a movie, you better watch it. Sit down. Binge it a weekend or whatever. That is crazy. Yeah. How are you supposed to know? Yeah, yeah. 
I think the point is that until he was casted to do it, mm-hmm. oh. he had never seen it. Right. Okay, he right. was just an actor trying to make it. That's okay. fair. I'm not implying he isn't prepping for the role. <laughs> right. Got you. I haven't, I haven't seen it either. But You've I, never seen Sopranos? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you're missing out. Really? Yeah. Why not? Uh, besides... Age. Besides age, I was trying to do the math, but I can never get it right. Because when The Sopranos was on, I think I was either in high school or in the Navy, and I didn't ever have HBO. I heard people talk about it all the time, especially the ending and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't like Game of Thrones where I begged my parents to get it. Because I'm pretty sure it started when I was in high school. I feel like of all the things that happened in Sopranos, the ending isn't the most climatic. Isn't right? That- it's it's whatever ending. It was climatic yeah. because it was the ending. But upon reflection, it was the least thing that stands out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it like a dream sequence or something? No, you never know. The David Chase, the guy who wrote wrote Sopranos, said he wanted it to be whatever you wanted it to be. It was nothing definitive. Mm. He wanted it to be an ending that for you it might be. Oh, it was a dream sequence for this. It's that. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. And ultimately. You don't know what happens. Create your own ending. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Which is, to me, so lazy in it, writing. It really is. It really is. I'm expecting you as the writer to give me some closure. No, man. You just, whatever you feel is right. Right. That is a cop-out as a writer. That's a, that's a super cop-out. Yeah. They're like, wait, we're paying you how much to say make up your own ending? Right. <laughs> there are a few shows out there that... I would argue as the best shows ever on HBO. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, you could make a possible argument for and would have a lot of credibility making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sopranos falls into that same category. For sure. And The Wire is the other one. To me, those are the three shows on that channel that might be the best shows of all time. Oh, Band of, of scripted Brothers, television. Man? I've seen Band that's, of Brothers. Okay, so that's not a show. Okay. That's that's a that's like a mini feature. Okay. Okay. Right, that's a special. That's not. That's not something that comes back season after season. Right. Band of Brothers, of course, fantastic. There was a lot of episodes or whatever of that. Not nearly as many of Sopranos or The I, Wire or well, anything else. Yeah, that like that's probably the reason I haven't gotten into it because I feel like uh, I, it's lost. I'm not invested. They're not hiring me to do a movie. Why? What do you mean? You 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 do it with other shows when you binge watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I guess that one just seems like a c- huge commitment. So are the other ones. It's the exact same. There's literally no argument you have here because yeah. you binge watch other shows that have multiple seasons. Yeah, but like, I guess they're shows that I want to see because they interest me, not because everyone else said they were good. You don't right. think uh, True Blood belongs in that category nope. anywhere? No, not even close. Oz? No. Okay. I'm mm. not even. Not they're even good, but we're talking about best shows ever mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. Six Feet Under? No. No way. Yeah. It's good, but no. Yeah. Okay. And you didn't know you would like Succession. That's true. Or and once you started watching it, you got into it. And I think the same thing would tr- be true with Sopranos or The Wire. Curb your enthusiasm. Great show. Oh my show. god, I love Curb. It's a good show, but the Not best that. ever on that channel. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> and that's a comedy. I would say that's probably the best comedy on that show. Okay. Okay. Or on that channel, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I didn't think I would like Game of Thrones. And I was like, it was on season six or no, season right? three when I had to get caught up. But like the, the Sopranos just seems like a chore to watch, honestly. I'm not sure what that means. Because there's so many of them. It's just like. So was Sopranos or so was a Game of Thrones. You did that. Yeah, but I had to catch up and then it was like everyone was talking about it. And so I feel like I missed the boat because everyone does that. Like you haven't seen it. It's not like 
with Game of Thrones, we're like, where are you at? Okay, you're almost caught up. Right. So now she's got to go back and watch it, and that's where the chore is because there's no no interest there. No, the the chore is she would be alone in it, right? There would be no, we get to talk about it together, like with Game of Thrones. Yeah, it would just be like after whatever three months of catching up on it and watching it, it would be like, you watch Sopranos? Yes, I have seen it. Cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) That would be the end of it. So it's not worth all that, you know, homework for Cool. Glad you finally yeah. did. I went back and started watching uh, True Blood. I never watched that when it was first out. And I uh, went back and started watching it. Got hooked. And uh, it's it's a solid show for sure. So, I mean, you wouldn't be alone in watching old-ass shows is basically what I'm saying. Deadwood. Mm, that's good, uh, but no. No. It's good, but it's it's, mm. it's okay. It's that's not like, great. I was going to say Boardwalk Empire. Good show, but doesn't belong in the list of, like, top five best HBOs. No. You could, I think you could make a conversation, and it might go on the Mount Rushmore, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, no, it's not It's not in the same boat as The Wire. Right. Most people have never seen The Wire. I've mm-hmm. never seen The Wire It's either. fantastic. But I think True Blood belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Again, haven't seen it, but I did hear all my friends talk about it. It's a very girly show. I think you have show. to watch the show to be able to say it belongs on the Mount Rushmore or not. Oh, well, then I can only say Game of Thrones and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I... I'm, it's weird to have a documentary about an actor yeah. or a movie about an actor. Yeah. Just Did he do blow guy. during all the time, like d- during the seasons? And was he crazy? I don't know. James Gandolfini? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the appeal is. Here's me he's going a great to my actor. Car. I think he's a great actor, but the best, one of the best actors that needs a movie about him? I don't know. Sooners had a five day session of practice, and then we'll take a. Uh, few days off and another five-day stretch well that was last week in their last five-day stretch into tuesday so that was punctuated with an evening scrimmage so today they're getting uh, off and this is the final stretch of practices until the start of school happens in norman on monday oklahoma state still in the midst of their practices as well where the quarterback competition is heating up still both are projected to play in that first game against oregon state and tulsa meanwhile yesterday after the kickoff luncheon Uh, back to the practice field later on this morning. The Colts have gone from feeling good about Andrew Luck and his ability to play in week one to not feeling very good about it. Three and a half weeks away from the regular season, and he's still not ready to go, said Colts general manager Chris Ballard, speaking on Andrew Luck. Tests done on Luck on Monday night revealed the quarterback had gone from dealing with a calf strain, which he was originally diagnosed with, to now a pain in the high ankle-ish, that's air quotes, area of his left leg. From the start of camp, we've been dealing with a calf injury in March through camp, dealing with a calf, and then a little area below his calf, and now has morphed into a full-on ankle injury for Andrew Luck. Giants wide receiver Golden Tate lost his appeal and is suspended for four games, violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy the team announced on Tuesday. He's able to return on September 30th, so mark that down for your fantasy teams. That was a fertility treatment that he was using as he and his wife were trying to have kids, and the NFL still enforced that punishment upon him. And the Drillers win last night in a wild one, 15-5, surpassing the 12 runs for the most on the season that they scored back against Springfield on April 10th. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. 
You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Top five songs coming up. Top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listeners. listener Mary's Little Lamb. Possessive. Uh, all right, let's stump Sam. Uh, her current record is... Well, my friend, she has 15 wins to her 12 losses. All right, okay. She's going to step out of the room. It's got to be a real person character event. We will give clues. We'll see which one she has the most confidence in, which one she has the least confidence in. But before we do that, Gippy and I try to figure out if she's going to know it. Mm-hmm. Mine, first one, is a real person okay. and huge actor. Okay. Huge. Okay. She would know this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she knows the characters they play. Oh, so that's the road you're taking, huh? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to name one character that they portrayed. Mm-hmm. Mediocre, might know, might not know. Mm-hmm. Then one of the characters they played that was a monster. Okay. That sh- everybody most, should know. Yes. Okay. One of the most successful characters they portrayed. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is like a fun fact about them you might not know. Fun. But okay. I, with that being said, I don't think she's going to go. And I'm trying to throw her off. I'm not going to give her, you know, straight up clues. Yeah, I don't want to make it too easy for her. Uh, mine's an event. And, okay, so the first clue here, you'll get it and you'll be like, uh, okay, I, uh, I think I may have an idea. The second one is a nice little fun fact. And the third one, uh, it's just fun for me to say. And it'll probably give it away based on at least my first clue. All right, you'll you'll hear the third one be like, "All right, so now this all makes sense." I don't, I know for a fact she ain't gonna get it. If she does, I'm gonna be super surprised. The third one we have is a real person, mm-hmm. and there is absolutely no way in hell she will get it. <laughs> yeah, like a zilch. No way. The only way people will get this clue mm-hmm. would be if you know the first clue I give, which is a um, fun fact. Okay. Total rare clue about this person that if you are aware of them. You might know it. Mm-hmm. And then the last clue mm-hmm. should be the one that, if you know anything about sports, you will should oh. be able to piece this together. Okay. Okay. All right? Fun. But I don't think she's going to get it, because there's no way in hell <laughs> she's going to get it. I stared uh, at her when I did that. Yeah. So she's going to come back in. <laughs> it's going to be a real person character event. <laughs> we'll read the clues to her, and we'll decide which one she has the most confidence in and which one she has the least confidence in. Could you read my lips, Sam? Something about health. <laughs> By the way, someone erased where I ran into the glass. Remember, because the glass is tilted in our studio. Oh, it's still there. No, no, no. But oh, you someone, mean the circle? Yeah, circle, someone yeah. had circled yeah, it to know that it was. Yeah, forehead still there. Yeah, though. to know that it was my makeup mark on there. <laughs> And, by the way, there's a lot of other dummies like me because I can see, like, at least six on the other side of the glass. Have you been over there at least six times? Maybe. For All right. Real. real person character event. First pers- first one is a real person. Clues are Robert Clayton Dean, Mike Lowry, <laughs> and the executive producer of Cobra Kai on YouTube. Robert Clayton Dean, Mike Lowry, an executive producer of Cobra Kai on YouTube. Okay. I didn't know he was the executive producer on that. I know, right? How about that? How about that, though? <laughs> Gimby. All right, Sammy, this is an event. You ready? Oh, God. My clues go as such. Symbolized by a single raised fist. Okay. Created free breakfast for children. My final clue. Kill, kill, kill. Kill the white man. Symbolized by a single raised fist, created free breakfast for children, kill, 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 killed a white man. 
<laughs> Why are you looking at me like this, Ham? <laughs> that, that is not going to go well. <laughs> Corbin, you, you got it, don't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real person, Sam, for your last one. Mm-hmm. Traded to NBC in exchange for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Has been a part of... Hold on. Oswald Lucky Rabbit. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, yes. Okay. It's a Walt Disney character. Ten Super Bowl... I'm sorry. Been a part of ten Super Bowls, seven World Series, and two NBA Finals, just to name a few. Most famous partner was John Madden on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football! (laughs) God, that was aggressive. Traded to NBC (laughs) in exchange for... I'm sorry, traded from NBC in exchange for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. A part of 10 Super Bowls, 7 World Series, 2 NBA Finals, just to name a few. And most famous partner was John Madden on Monday Night Football. Jesus. Sam, which one do you have the most confidence in? Which one do you have the least confidence in? I have the most confidence in Corby's first one and the least confidence in his last one. Last one where clues were traded to from NBC in exchange for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Uh, was a part of 10 Super Bowl, 7 World Series, and 2 NBA Finals. And most famous partner was John Madden on Monday Night Football. Um, uh, I'm going to get, well, because I can only think of um, Shaq as doing like, Stuff on TV. Shaq. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. No, I'm aware who Shaq is. Yeah. Shaq was a part of 10 Super Bowls. I mean, maybe he recorded them. Seven World Series? Recorded them like on his DVR? No, like on TV. Like he was like, oh, he's got the ball now and now they're in the end zone or whatever. He does the the commentary. Okay. Yeah. You know, he seems versatile. Does he? I mean, yeah. According to the general, he may be, but. (laughs) <laughs> That's fun. The general, <laughs> right? <laughs> By the way, I I read an article about Shaq. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He turns down no business opportunity. And you're like, well, of course he's getting paid. A lot of people will turn down in things like that. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't. He don't care, man. Gold bond this, man. The general that. Yeah. yeah. Normally you're like, he's doing the general. Like, what, time's tough for Shaq? No, no, no. He just is like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. Because he looks at it as like, yeah, it's way less than I would normally get. Mm. But why not? Right. What it's else money. is he doing, though? I mean, for real. His diversification, mm-hmm. like his portfolio and the amount of money, he's got a tons of money because of that um, setup. Because he does not turn anything down. And he invests into things that, like enhance life. All right. Real- so I think his net worth is like yeah. $150 million. Right. Sammy, what? what do you think Shaq's net worth is? I was going to say 56. 56 mil? Yeah. All right. Shaq's net worth is $400 million. Yeah. It knew it was massive. Million. Damn. That is Shaq awesome. Still earns Pour yourself out. $60 million a year from endorsements and various business endeavors. Because he don't turn anything down. Yeah. Pour yourself out. Get right. it, Shaq. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, I'm going to I'm gonna guess Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah, because okay. he's a football player. He knows football things. Yeah, what and... about the NBA Finals? Oh, and don't forget well, the Well, there's uh, only, World hold on. Series. Yeah, there's only two of the the baseball events, so maybe he just studies for it. And, and his most, Peyton Manning's most famous partner was John Madden on Monday Night Football? Yeah, he, he guest starred. 
And he was <laughs> traded from NBC in exchange for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? Yeah, because they NBC wanted it. They're like, we need it for our parade. We need. We what want parade? It. What yeah. parade does NBC have? The Macy's Day Parade. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know what network. I'm not familiar with the network that carries it, but okay. Yeah, and then they're like, we just we just want him sitting in our booth, a little mascot of him. So that's my guess, Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning is so incredibly incorrect. <laughs> is it like? Is it like Tony the Tiger or no. like some? No. It's actual. So it's a real person. Okay. Um. So he was a part of uh, ABC, and they wanted him on NBC. So he's traded to NBC in exchange for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. NBC had the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which was a Walt Disney creation like in the 20s, and somehow NBC got the rights to it. And when they wanted to tr- get the, the this guy, they're like, we'll give you this in exchange for him, which put Oswald the Lucky Rabbit back in the hands of the Disney Corporation, mm. ABC. Mm-hmm. And so they made the deal. He's done not just 10 Super Bowls and World Series NBA Finals. He's done Stanley Cups and Preakness and the Kentucky Derby and the Cotton Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. And, I mean, he's done so many things. If it's a sport, he's had his hand in it more than likely. In in terms of broadcast, Mm -hmm, yes. mm -hmm. He might be one of the top broadcast personalities of modern times, if not the. And his most famous partner was John Madden on Monday Night Football. They were an amazing duo when they would do Monday Night Football together. He is the glue mm-hmm. of Monday Night Football. Any, is any of that help? At no, all? none of it. Is it the guy that just died recently? No, he's alive. Okay. Very well. Old AF, but he's alive. Okay. Al Michaels. Oh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think you would. <laughs> I didn't think you would. I. That's what. That was the. There's no way in hell. <laughs> and she knows this. And I was right. Most comments in my first one. Gimpy's uh, an event symbolized by a single raised fist created free breakfast for children, which I can't wait to hear that explained. And kill, kill, kill the white man, <laughs> which is a reference to a movie scene. <laughs> but it makes sense for this. <laughs> Why do you look at me like that? Because I, I don't know what this is at all. And I just wrote down Black Panthers. So was okay. it the Black Panthers Traded March? Traded free breakfast for children, the Black Panther well, I'm March. Gonna, I'm going to add the word March to the end of it. I don't know. Maybe the kids were there. They were super hungry. And they're like, if hotels just gave free breakfast to kids, we'd be good. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know what kill, 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 kill the white man means. <laughs> I do know this is Black kill, Panthers, kill, though. Kill. I, did know, I did know that. Man. Yeah. She so, raised her fist into the air yeah. for those that couldn't yeah. see oh, yeah. it yeah. on the yeah. radio. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Black Panther's March is what you're saying, Sam? Yeah. I'm only going to give you one of... Let's see. Ah, damn it. There. Because you're you're half right. Okay. You're half right. It's not the March. Okay. It was the Black Panther Party. You had it right with the solid raised fist. Solid. Okay. Uh, They created the program to have uh, free breakfast for inner city children. Okay. Feed our kids. So when they were protesting, they... They created that program, Free Breakfast for Children. And then the kill, 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 kill the white man. That is from Private Parts. Howard Stern says it. And it was just basically um, the Black Panther Party was against, you know, they wanted their rights and whatnots. And they caused a lot of violence and killed a lot of white people. The one, the fist thing I thought was from the Olympics. Mm -hmm. 
No, that Tommy, was... Was it Tommy Smith or something like that? Gold medalist. You're right. You're absolutely right. As a form of black pride, and at that point in time, because that's when the Black Panther Party was huge, okay, and it first started out or whatever, um, he he showed his support by doing the fist. Uh, all right. Doesn't matter, because it's not the one you had the most confidence in. Most confidence you had was, in my first one, Robert Clayton Dean, Mike Lowry, an executive producer of Cobra Kai on YouTube. Um, I have zero clue what Cobra Kai is. Not okay. sure. Leave. Um, <laughs> Robert Clay. Sweep the leg, Johnny! <laughs> but is it a TV show about it or something? A series? Okay. You're not going to answer that. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so I don't know Robert Clay. Clayton Dean. Robert Clayton Dean. I don't know who that is. Yeah. But I do know who Mike Lowry is because in a Little Wayne song... He's like, I get so many bitches like a Mike Lowry. And I had to look it up to see what it was. And then I was like, oh, I've seen these movies like a thousand times. I couldn't. When you heard the song, you had to look it up. Yeah. I had to look it up like who Mike Lowry was and how many bitches he got because of that song. And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh my God, duh. I've seen this movie a thousand times. I just didn't remember his name. And that is Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith, for sure. Will Smith is your answer. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Will Smith, Sam is correct. Yes. Yeah. Who's Robert Clayton Dean? Right. Robert Clayton Dean is from a movie, Enemy of the State. And if you watched it today, no. even though it came out in like '97, you would go, "Oh no!" It's scary accurate. Amazingly scary accurate. Um, and uh, it's got Gene Hackman, who's a phenomenal actor, who's like, you know what? I'm done acting. I'm going to write books now. And that's what he does. Anyway, uh, so he's phenomenal in that, right? That, And then, of course, one of his most successful movies is being a part of Men in Black. But nothing compares to the success that Bad Boys has had, yeah. which is Mike Lowry, of course. And then he's the executive producer of Cobra Kai, the TV show on YouTube. It was a rekindle of Karate Kid made into a TV show, Cobra Kai being the dojo that uh, Johnny had to, uh, um, that Johnny was a part of the, the, the enemies or the bad guys mm. in Karate Kid. Makes sense. So that's. Mm, I thought mm, the mic. Mm, I didn't think she'd mm. be a bad go- boys. Damn little Wayne factor. Right. Yeah. Right. Damn you, Wheezy. No longer. Is, Wheezy? Cat is Wayne yeah. Wheezy? Yeah. Either Cat Stevens you or is little Wayne Wheezy? <laughs> either Cat Stevens you or Wheezy. Right. You've been Wheezied. Who would have ever guessed that Cat Stevens and Little Wayne would be our menace in this game? Like he would be the one that they bring us down every time. No idea. All because you heard Mike Lowry. I honestly thought when I wrote Mike Lowry, mm-hmm. you were going to confuse that with Mike Wazkowski. <laughs> Wazowski. Wazowski. Yeah, from, from, from Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, that fair. is in your wheelhouse. Fair. That is fair. But, you know, Little Wayne hooked it up. Thank you. Little Wayne. Thank you. Wheezy. Wheezy. Now the record is well. That moves her up to now 16 wins to her 12 losses. All right, take a break. We'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. This morning I was perusing the social medias on the Twitters. And 
a woman was telling a story about being uh, pregnant. And while she was pregnant at 38 years old, she um, was having a test done where they were checking the proteins in her urine. And the protein was uh, abnormally high in the second trimester. And that her doctor was a little concerned and that it might be preeclampsia, put her on bed rest for the rest of her pregnancy, and that the doctor wasn't 100% con, uh, convinced that it was preeclampsia because the other boxes weren't being checked mm. for preeclampsia, just the high protein, right? So after she had the baby, she made an appointment, went and saw a specialist to check the protein um, in her urine with a kidney doctor, and didn't wait for a referral, just went to one that was in her network. Went to see the doctor, and the doctor was like, just lose weight you're, you know, and diet. You're, <laughs> you're, your body's still recovering from pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And she felt like that wasn't accurate because her body in other areas had recovered and that this didn't make sense to her. And she debated for two weeks, decided to then get a referral from the doctor that said, you need to go see a kidney doctor. Mm-hmm. That one gave her a referral. She went to that doctor. That doctor freaked out because her number was so large that she was diagnosed with, after they did a test of her kidney, they couldn't find anything wrong. Excuse me. uh, They couldn't find anything wrong. Then decided to do some more invasive testing and found out that she had bone marrow cancer. Oh, damn. That's going to suck. Yeah. Especially when you were pregnant, you had it. Like... I mean, that's super scary. To have a baby and with all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and she's 38. Mm-hmm. And that if she wouldn't have gotten pregnant, it would have went undiagnosed or mm-hmm. un, unseen. Mm-hmm. If she wouldn't have got a second opinion, mm-hmm. she would be dieting try, you know, and trying to eat well. <laughs> to cure cancer. To cure cancer. Mm-hmm. But not knowing, like most time... They, that type of stuff isn't found out until way too late. Right, right. Her baby saved her. Only because she had a baby is the only reason they caught it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only reason. And the doctor had knowledge. And she also had done her diligence uh, in some of her work before she was pregnant about losing weight and was even part of a documentary she made about the body and how it digests food and all these things, knowing that um, no amount of dieting was going to reduce that number. Like she had a little bit of knowledge of the situation yeah yeah just enough to make her dangerous mm-hmm. and was like i need to get a second opinion the point being in all of this is that at least from what i took was that you've got to trust yourself right. i joked with sam about intuition but it's not a superpower it's just something you just think is right it's a feeling and you got to go with that especially if you have backed up information to prove it. One doctor commented on this person and said uh, that they were glad they listened to their instinct and that your own expertise on your body, and you did this all in the wake of creating and nurturing a new life, and that it's important for the healthcare providers to need to partner with our patients and listen to their expertise on their own bodies. Yeah, that... Never happens for me at my doctor's appointments. I thought of you specifically yeah. when this came up because you have to deal with the VA yeah, and the rigmarole you deal with there. But the point is, is that you've got to trust 
If someone does, if you don't like a diagnosis, mm-hmm. why not get a second opinion? I can't, I can't afford it. I can't afford being out of network. I understand that. What if you find cancer? Right. Oh God, I'd be so pissed. Yes. I was just cancer ridden. Yes. <laughs> and they were like diet. Like, you're still a little chubby. That cancer will clear up when you're a little hey, chubby. Fatty. Yeah, so like you already had a baby. You feel like something's wrong with your body, and they're like, it's clear. You just need to lose some weight. Like, she gets on the scale, and they're like, there's your problem. You're chubby. You're a little bit chunky. So You saying fat? You're fluffy. Right, right. You're a little too fluffy. Stop eating fluffy things. I always get so nervous when I go to go to the doctor and I have to get on the scale. And they always do it in kilograms first, which I'm not sure why. Mm. We're in America. (laughs) Anyway, I always like, hold on, let me take the stuff out of my pockets. Right, right. I want to buy every ounce. (laughs) I I got to take my hoodie off. I can't. uh, I got to have my shoes off. Let me go use the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. (laughs) Right, right. Ooh, funny. That poor woman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because she wouldn't be able to go through chemo or anything like that, would she? Not when she's pregnant, no. No. That would definitely kill a baby. If it kills your hair, I'm sure it'll kill a fetus. Not all chemo will do that. But, yes, you are right. You Mm -hmm. could not do that with, with a child. Child. And so she's now caught it way ahead of time, has a huge uh, chance to beat it, all because she seeked out a second opinion. So she caught it before she had the baby. No, right. no, no. Okay. She after, had after the baby. The, yeah. the, okay. the, her OB, who was, mm-hmm. which is a common practice of when you're pregnant, test, checking your urine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, whoa, you've got a ridiculous number here for a protein mm-hmm. in your urine. And that's what triggered the chain of events to go and see a kidney specialist. That's awesome. Because she had some rare blood chromosome thing happening that was causing the high protein, which was indicative of, of cancer in her bone marrow. So now that kid has something to hold over mama's head for the rest of his life. Uh, I still burst you. <laughs> Shut up. What would the kid have to hold over her? Well, she, the kid Let's, saved the mom's life. Right. If I sure. wasn't for me, you'd be dead of bone marrow yeah, cancer. That, Mom. Yeah, what, what came first, chicken or egg? I mean, you wouldn't have life. I right. gave you the chance to save right. my life. Right. Well, yeah, I could have <laughs> killed us all. God damn it. Right. I, I could have took you down with me, son. Mm. <laughs> Why's it got to be a son? That was rude. Because I was looking at Gimpy and he's a boy. Uh-huh. Right, right. That's why. <laughs> but now she's got a five-month-old kid, a daughter, mm-hmm. and now she's going through chemo. Oh. It's so amazing. I, Go ahead. Well, as like the husband, I would be so pissed at that doctor that told her she was chubby. I get it. Like what are they you can't do? they can't catch everything, but I I would be like I could have killed my wife, my my significant other. It is not an uncommon tale. Mm-hmm. After women have, then you got to let your body reset. Yeah. So I don't know time. if he, she was misdiagnosed. But I mean, she still had the protein problem. That one doctor's like, no, you're just fat. But if the protein is also in, you know, part of being fat, mm. being post-pregnancy, mm. <laughs> you got you got chubby urine. <laughs> you have a baby, you're you're, you're chubby, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Because yeah. you were growing a human in you. There's yeah. got some insulators, and yeah, you insulators? grow another organ. Yeah, if you don't gain Gross. weight when you're pregnant, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's what I tell you. Oof.
Yeah, that's they tell you you have to gain like whatever it is three pounds. You got to gain a little bit. Yeah, but they're also like, listen, when you're like, I'm eating for the baby, you could eat (laughs) an extra apple a day and feed it. I did read that too. Yeah, it's you don't need. It's like a a second trip to the buffet, you fatty. (laughs) I mean, do what you want. You're pregnant. The baby's hungry. Yeah, you get you get the the pass. Baby likes Salisbury steak, not me. Yeah, nine months you get the pass. (laughs) Not saying anything to a pregnant woman about how much she eats. Yeah, for real. No I don't way. think you get. I don't think you get a pass. Absolutely not. You still have a responsibility to eat well, to eat healthy for that baby. But I yeah, mean, yeah, but that's none of my business. You can't constantly get a number two. <laughs> yeah, but that's none of my business. I'm not telling a pregnant woman like, put down for the Big real. Mac, bitch. For real, you got a baby in there. Yeah, no way. Even when my wife was pregnant. I'm. I wouldn't. Uh, no way. No way, Jose. I cherish every limb that I have. <laughs> Let's not risk yeah, any more. That's limb. Kind of, that's kind of a. You're kind of being a little embellishing. Uh, you know, <laughs> my tree branch. My, my twig. Stump. It's the only Your time twig. I've never heard you uh, say. Penis arm. My my twig is what got her into that position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting. We're gonna take a break and be we'll be back. Let's rush. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text to BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Top five songs coming up. It's going to be the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes. We'll do that here in a few minutes. We talk about adulting all the time and how hard adulting is. Yeah, how everyone hates it. What is a true sign of adulting? A list has been put together based off a survey. Nice. So I'm curious to what you guys think. What is a true sign of, quote, adulting? Having to pay your own bills. Um. Okay. That did not make it on the list. What? I was going to say the first time I really felt like I was adulting is when I was doing my taxes without my parents. Because when, when you have, when you're in college or of that age, mm-hmm. you're, you have bills, but mm-hmm. that's not really adulting. Okay. Right? Adulting... Because I think you're bringing up a good point, though. Adulting is something that is grown-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pain, you have to have bills to have things. Right. Yeah. Cars. You can have a car, mm-hmm. right, and have a bill and never really adulting, right? Some people would argue Silver Spoon kids never right. really adult. Right. But they have bills. Yeah. Somebody pays for them. Right. Yeah, so I would say the first time I felt like an adult is when I had to do taxes by myself without my parents. Number three, filing your own taxes. Totally. True okay. sign of adulting. Okay. Any others? Um, oh, I guess I felt like a grown-up when I had to uh, make my own doctor's appointments. Number seven on the list, mm-hmm. which you hate doing. Yeah. I, How old were you when you first started scheduling your own doctor's appointments? I mean, it literally didn't happen until I was in the Navy. It didn't happen. Which would have been the age of? Uh, 20. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's that crazy, to be honest. It, but honestly, it was only because I was forced to, since I didn't have anybody else to, I had to. So uh, it wasn't by choice. If I was still living in Tucson where my dad lived, I, I would have milked that way longer. I'm going to say the list, and e- both of you go, yes, du- I've done that. Okay. Watching the nightly news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You both I, watch the nightly news? Well, uh, pause. No, I don't. I, well, I, ish sometimes, like, me and Jeff will watch it, like, for maybe 30 minutes, but it's not something we do all the time. It's just, like, an in-between if there's a story on. Mm-hmm. But my 
dad used to watch it every night, and it would drive me crazy because it was so boring. And then the first time that I found news not boring, I was like, oh, this is what grownups do. That's how I felt. When was the last time you watched the nightly news? I mean, this week we have. What was the big news story? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, cooking dinner most of Monday through Friday. That's Absolutely. not ordering mm-hmm. food and picking it up. Oh, well, then I still haven't. Uh, <laughs> scheduling regular, regular doctor's appointments. I think we all... Mm-hmm. Do that. Well, two of us go to the doctor. Yeah, right. Only because I have to. <laughs> uh, doing your own laundry. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't count that as adulting. I count that as like brushing your teeth. Like, if you want clean clothes, you got to do laundry. Like, well, it's chil- like br- brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. you're showering. Right, right. Children and savages are the ones that don't brush their teeth and don't wash their clothes. Yeah, <laughs> but I do feel like the first time I had to worry about separating my whites and doing all that and getting it done. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. My parents did this for me my whole life. This is not fun. And before, I thought it was just, like, a little chore. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. If you're shoving everything in there, mm-hmm. one load, yeah. that's not count. doing laundry. Yeah, agreed. Um, investing in your 401k. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Outside of what the company does for you automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it is just a mere 1%. <laughs> no, I mean, not through your paycheck. Right, like, exactly. you set up a separate 401k. Mm. And honestly, because you're not adulting if you just check the box once a year mm -hmm. and the money, everything happens on its own. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, Jeff made me. I didn't do that on my own. He was like, you got to do this. This is important. And yes, it was important. And I should be doing it. I just wasn't a priority until he's like, you got to make this priority before. I just I think I just checked the box. Uh, Understanding and monitoring your credit score. Only recently. Yeah. Uh, Filing your own taxes, buying a house. Not yet. You know what Gimpy has? Yeah. Uh, having a budget. Yes. Yeah. You have a budget? Yeah. Gimpy, do you have a budget? In a sense. I mean, it helps to have money if you're going to have a budget, so there's my budget. Let's, the budget is nothing. my paycheck. Right. Right. Let me rephrase that. Having a budget of something written down on paper that you try to follow every month. I know what I got to pay. I know what bills that need to be paid, so they get paid. Right, but you don't have a budget like pinned to paper of like we're spending this much every month. No, I don't have to because it all gets taken in bills. So whatever's left over, you know, there's nothing there to budget left. So, I mean. So no, you don't have a budget. Eh, you take it as you want. I think I do. I think the definition of a budget is that it's an outline of how much money, where your money goes every like, month. Like, yeah. Regardless yeah. of you have bills. Yeah. The outline is uh, this person gets this amount. This person gets this amount. This person gets yes, this that amount. Is, what's left? Yeah, but it's nothing. written down. Mm-hmm. It's not just in your head. Okay. Yeah, of, like, what I'm allowed to spend on food, including takeout, both of them, and then, like, makeup and that kind of stuff. I've got a budget, which I'm going to blow today. And um, what's the other thing? Oh, like, extras, like, whatever, Starbucks and things that I don't need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 55% of people said having a budget is adulting. Mm. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's the worst. I would, I would argue there's a couple on here that I'm surprised aren't, like... Dealing with an emergency where your air conditioner breaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a family emergency. Right, right. Somebody's no. died or broken leg. I, make, making that, funeral plans is sure. Yeah. I think that's adulting. Yeah, when my dad died, my big sister did everything for me. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so grown up because she was just being nice to not make me handle much. But I felt like she's an adult because she was able to take that on. What age do you consider men to be adults and women to be adults? Because this was one of the questions on the survey. That's weird. Ooh. Okay. I feel like you're an adult for a man at 28 and for a woman, 25. 
Gimby. Uh, I'm going to say 30 for both of them. Um, respondents said men officially become adults at 26, while women enter adulthood at 23. Yeah, that makes sense. Millennials and baby boomers, boomers both believe that having vegetables, fruits, and coffee on hand are the top foods you need to consider yourself an adult. Fruits, vegetables, and coffee. Huh? I felt like, like it, at the ready at your home, right? You yeah, always have some of those. I felt like it was extra wine. I felt like a super adult <laughs> that we had wine in like the little rack that holds mm. wine that we didn't plan to drink that night. Like it was just, oh, we've got this bottle. I felt very adult. 29% revealed that hosting dinner parties or gatherings is a sign of being an adult. True. Thanksgiving dinners with Southwest egg rolls. 17% of respondents overall said eating snacks for dinner whenever you want is an indication that you have officially reached adulthood. You're goddamn right. If I want to eat ice cream for dinner, I'm going to do it. Gen Zers are three times more likely to find excitement in having snacks for dinner than baby boomers. Because they <laughs> like snacks. <laughs> Uh, huh? Uh, dinner's dinner. Who cares? Right. It's a time you eat every day. That's dinner. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to have meatloaf. I yeah, don't think so. Meatloaf or cereal, it's fine. It's counts dinner. <laughs> top five songs coming up. Top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhyme uh, from listener Mary Mary's Little Lamb. We'll get to that after Pop and Sports. Boston Red Sox left-hander Chris Sale has reached 2,000 career strikeouts faster than any other pitcher in history. 30-year-old entered Tuesday night's game with the Indians with 1,995. He struck out the side on the first to reach the milestone in the third. Sale finished with 12 strikeouts in six and a half innings. Now, the impressive part of this is according to information provided by the Red Sox, Sale broke Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez mark by getting to 2,000 strikeouts in 1,626 innings. Martinez did it in a little over 1,700 innings. Randy Johnson did it in 1,733, and Max Scherzer, 1,784. Speaking of baseball, Drillers win last night 15-5. Back at it tonight. On 1430, the buzz, 19 regular season games remaining for those Tulsa drillers. Oklahoma State and Arkansas announced two more games to their series that was previously announced. That previously announced matchup, 2024 and 27, they've now added games in 32 and 33. Coach Lincoln Riley says that he's still not closer to naming a starting quarterback. I refuse to call this a quarterback battle, but... We're in that 10-day window where in the past Lincoln Riley has named a starter, including Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was named on August 22nd of last year. Giants wide receiver Golden Tate lost his appeal and is suspended for four games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy. And Andrew Luck now has a high ankle sprain that is more than likely going to keep him out of the entire preseason. And week one is in doubt for the star from the Colts, who are considered to be a playoff contender. And if you're a Browns fan tonight on 1300 The Buzz, you can catch the Browns preview show at 6 o'clock. That's Ball City Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 Camo. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945.
One of the things we love to do is let you guys be a part of the show, whether it's listener emails or our listeners are awesome or games, or you submit a list for our top five songs, and you can do that by putting a list together and emailing it to us, show at KMOD.com. It's time for the top five songs. This week it's the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener Mary's Little Lamb. Now here's Corbin and Dominions with this week's list. I mean, it's got to have a nursery rhyme in it, right? Some form of the lyric of a nursery rhyme, I imagine. You're not going to find something with a whole nursery rhyme in there, right? Well, it says lyrics about nursery rhymes. So if it was about Jack and Jill and never mentioning them going up the hill and just their troubles as a couple, <laughs> that would you fit. could make the argument, right? <laughs> yeah. I, okay, well, let's get started. Number five on the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener Mary's Little Lamb came out in 2012. The song peaked at number 26 on the U.S. rock Digital Songs. Ooh. I know you're all followers of that list. The front man said this is one of the songs that I think will really resonate with people for a long time. (laughs) It was number 26 on the U.S. Rock Digital Songs, bitch. Nobody paid attention. (laughs) Number five on the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listeners Merry Little Lamb is All Time Low and the song Somewhere in Neverland. Every song Sam has ever liked in her whole life. Right. All time low, somewhere in Neverland. On the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listeners Mary Little Lamb. Sam, what do you think? My Hot Topic heart is bleeding. I think this belongs in the list. Um, they're talking about, he's talking about Wendy and Lost Boys and Neverland. So I think that that fits. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, Gimpy. I, my friend, am going to give this a thumbs down simply because Peter Pan is not a nursery rhyme. It's more of a fable or a story. Okay, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. That's nursery rhyme. Peter Pan, that's a fable. So thumbs down to you, all-time low. Yeah, I am a thumbs down on this. I don't... Gimby's point is totally right on, where it's not a nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. It's Peter Pan, so, and I, I'm not, I, I just don't like this band. <laughs> and apparently they're quite successful. Number twenty six on the digital chart. I've got, got no, I mean, t-shirts and hot topic for sure. <laughs> no, I mean like they have like over a million followers on Instagram, and uh-huh. they have a top record. Um, one of their last record was sold like thirty three thousand in its first week. Like those are those are some good accolades. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so moving on. If you have a song you think should be on this list, send it to us. Show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com number four on the list came out in 1991. The song is a cover of a 93 song written by the Toys during the 2003 invasion. Nope. I think that I messed up. I, I don't know. What, that is not for Inter Sandman. Bum, bum, bum. Is, so do I keep reading? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stop and play the song. Yeah, no, don't keep reading. All right. Because I'm no. not positive. All right. 
All right. <laughs> I, most of the time I kind of know where to jump to, but now I think I should just play the song. Number four on the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener Mary's Little Lamb is Metallica and Inner Sandman. Metallica and Inner Sandman, number four on the top five rock songs. You don't need me to tell you anything about them. You know about Metallica anyway. Sam, what do you think? Uh, thumbs up. I think the reference to Sandman is totally correct. And yeah, it belongs on the list. Gimpy. Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up simply because it's Metallica. And uh, it doesn't matter what it's about. It's going to get a thumbs up. And I, I think it should be further down the list. But yeah, four is good. Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, thumbs up on this. I immediately thought of this song right when I heard the list stands out in your brain perfectly. So, thumbs up for me. And we get to play Metallica, which is awesome. If you have a song that should be on the list, send it to us. Show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. Number three. Came out in 1983. The album this song was on peaked at number 38 on the Billboard 200 chart immediately after it's released. Number three on the top five rock songs, lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener Mary's Little Lamb is Stevie Ray Vaughan and Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary had a little lamb. Sounds just like every other SRV song. <laughs> Everywhere the tower went, you know the lamb was sure to go, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he followed her to school. Here, let me help you. Hey, or should I play a helicopter crash? What a time today. <laughs> that day at school. <laughs> Sam, how do you feel about Stevie Ray Vaughan? I mean, he's literally seeing the nursery rhyme that everybody knows, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, Gimpy. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it word for word verbatim, just with his own little SRV flair. Uh, I have no choice but to give it a thumbs up. I'm not giving it a thumbs up based off principle. <laughs> just because just it's Steve? <laughs> I mean, no respect, but... No, no. Let, if you do this for a sound check, okay. You put it on an album? <laughs> Unless it's directly for kids. Like, you know, like, nursery. Like Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan did a kid's album, yeah. him and him and Raffi, huh? Yeah. It's like, I just want to reach everybody. Get out of here. <laughs> no. I want to know what song you think should be on this list. Send it over to us. Show it came. I'm sorry, BMMS and what it is to 82945. Number two came out in 92. It peaked at number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. The song ranked number 35 on VH1's 40 Most Awesomely Bad Metal Songs Ever. Maynard, Polly Short, Les Claypool starred as guest voice voices on this track. Number two on the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listeners, listener Mary's Little Lamb is Green Jelly and Three Little Pigs. 
Jelly, number two on the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes. Sam, how do you feel about Green Jelly? Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like it should be at number two because this is like literally not an interpretation of the song. It's like the song, the nursery rhyme, so thumbs up. Gimpy. Yeah, man, totally. Um, Number one better be damn good because this is one of the first ones that I thought of when I read this list, so you you really can't go wrong with Green Jelly. Um, I don't know how this isn't number one. Literally, it is a nursery rhyme. The whole basis of it, from beginning to end, is encompassed in a nursery rhyme. Isn't it amazing like Green Jelly does? We're like, hell yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan. We're like, get the F out of here, man. Well, Three Little Pigs is way cooler than Merry Little Lamb, and they've got people growling on this track. Yes, and and Stevie Ray Vaughan is doing the nursery rhyme. Right. Green Jelly is kind of adding their own thing to it. They're reinterpreting there you go. it. There you go. Not doing a verbatim like no. SRV. Yes. Gotcha. 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 So it isn't the exact same, but I hear your point. And yes, is it your first day on the show? <laughs> All right. That takes us to number one uh, on this list. And we're kind of in this place where a lot of people are texting in songs, and this one overwhelmingly mm-hmm. is on the list Hopefully and show. rightfully show rightfully show rightfully so number one came out in 1995 and a band member said it was written because all these little kids sing these nursery rhymes and they don't know what the original meant the song was nominated for a grammy in 97 the song contains six nursery rhymes in its lyrics number one on the top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener mary's little lamb is corn and shoots and ladders to play the whole song. That's why we're hearing the whole song. Sam, how do you feel about corn and shoots and ladders? Uh, dur. Yeah, this is a good number one. They've got six nursery rhymes in there, so, I mean, they crammed them in. So, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, they did. Uh, Gimpy. Oh, man, totally for sure. This is what I'm talking like. Number one better be badass if Green Jelly's number two. And I feel that's a good placement for it. I think you could make an argument for number two and number one to switch and oh, yeah. back and forth, right? Just depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Though corn has six different nursery rhymes in it. Okay. But green jelly is the one you think about too, so I feel like it's a 50. Either way, I wouldn't be mad. No, 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 no. Definitely belong on the list more so than uh, number five. Yes. For sure. And even though Steve <laughs> did Mary Had a Little Lamb... It, it's almost disappointing. It's almost heartbreaking. I just... <laughs> it's like when your favorite wrestler turns heel and you're like, oh, like you know it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> so, Dang such it. expectations for you. Still going to like you, but why you got to do that? 
All right, top five rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes from listener Mary's Little Lamb. Uh, I'm excited to see what everybody has because it's a short category. Ooh. Sam? Like, I'm almost embarrassed to play this after corn, and it's a terrible <laughs> song. I hated this song, but I think it totally fits. Tell her she can't let go and she can't relax. And just before she hangs her head to cry, I sing to her. Is he singing a nursery rhyme? Yeah, he's literally singing rockabye, lullaby. The difference between a lullaby and, and a, a rock, nursery rock, and a rockabye, yeah, they're, what? they're different. What? But it's something you sing to a kid. <laughs> no. Under that umbrella, maybe. no, 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 no. A nursery rhyme isn't a song. You don't go, um, little boy blue. You don't sing little boy blue, right? Well, you sing. You don't sing old uh, Mother Hubbard, right? You don't say. You don't sing the Jack and Jill went up the hill. What about ring, ring around the world? You sing it. I'm just saying a nursery rhyme isn't a lullaby. Mm. A whiskey is a bourbon. A, a, a bourbon's a, not a whiskey. Right. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gimpy, what do you have? Oh, well, this one right here come up uh, in the topic, and I think it fits because it does have some nursery rhyme lyrics in there. I, I think uh, it, it fits on the list. I, I can't believe the one that I have mm-hmm. didn't get put on the list by Mary's Little Lamb. It's been text in, mm-hmm. and it's the one I thought of immediately. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when. It at least deserves a number five, way more than all-time low. You know we'll have a good time And this song, you can't hear without getting a little teared up. Here, Jeep. Sam, what do you have? I don't care. This isn't rock. I'm playing it. Gimpy, what do you have? Well, I... And she would get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so... Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I feel if All Time Low can make it on the list, then these some bitches should have made it in there. Where's the nursery rhyme? Well, it's uh, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. How the 
Hungry like a wolf. I know he says hungry like a wolf, right, but where's right. the nursery rhyme? Right. It's all about little Red Riding Hood, you know? It's it's the wolf. He's on the prowl. He's looking for Red Riding Hood. He ends up eating her in the end. No. This is your, your stretchy. It was on a list. It fits, and it's better than all-time uh, Someone low. else's list, right? Yes. <laughs> better than all-time low. It's my stance, and I'm sticking to it. At least they say Neverland. They <laughs> reference that general vicinity. That could have been this talking is just, about just an animal Jackson. creature. They could have been. <laughs> we don't know they, that. They could. They definitely could have. Uh, here's where I think we've, for me, I've hit a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Because people are naming artists that have songs, and uh, I know... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to someone who's got 20,000 people that follow him on so, you know social media. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not I can't play that person, but I had a thought. Why isn't there country music with nursery rhymes? <laughs> I think the silence speaks volumes. Yeah, I mean there shouldn't be we shouldn't have songs at all. You you said top 5 rock songs with lyrics about nursery rhymes. Mhm. But try to any why generalize it down, right? Yeah. Or, you know, screw it down because there's no country songs, are there? I'm not a not country I guy, so I, I can't speak with certainty. But I tried searching and I couldn't find one. I've yeah. listened to country music all my life, never heard one, any one of them about, about nursery rhyme or involving a nursery rhyme, a lyric of a nursery rhyme in there anywhere at all whatsoever. And people are are getting onto us about being haters. About Stevie Ray Vaughan. Calm down. If you can sit there and give me any sense of respectability when it comes to doing a song called Mary Had a Little Lamb, as as cool as Stevie Ray Vaughan was, you can't be honest. You've got to be disappointed by that. Right? Just admit it. Yeah. It's not something you'd rock in your car. So literally, we are, people are like, two live crew nursery rhymes, not doing it. No. no. Not doing it. Abraham Lincoln was a good old man. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, And then somebody sent one in real quick, and I'm just checking to see. Yeah, we don't even have that. Mm -hmm. By Shinedown. ICP Boogie Woogie. Her name is Alice by Shinedown. That's what I just said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super Tramp, It's Raining Again. Not in here. Emperor's New Clothes, Panic at the Disco. I mean, I've seen Emperor's New Groove. And then a band that I'm I'm not familiar with. There's a lot of bands here I'm not familiar with. Um, but this is an old 70s band that somebody submitted a song. Uh, let me see if I can pull it together really quick for you. I, like a bunch of this stuff I've never even heard of at all. Mockingbird by Eminem I've heard of, that's for sure. And I also thought of Genie in a Bottle. I don't know if what we're going to get here, but somebody sent this in. Uh, R- uh, Ron Parker Jr. and Radio is the band. Jack and Jill. What? I mean, is it's it's referencing Jack and Jill like yeah. Hungry like the wolf is. <laughs> God, Motown is awesome, right? Do that synthesizer, man. They don't make music like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, another reference. Always trying to do good. Waited as long as he could. Get it.
they got to be playing a casino soon. All right, listen, if you have a list you want to put together, send it to a show at KMOD.com, and uh, we'll put it in the queue to make our top five. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. I just want to make sure I say happy birthday to Lynn and Gimpy. Thank you for being born. It got us sweets today. Hell yeah. Your, your birth <laughs> gave us sweets. Yes. Find out what everybody learned. You tell us your favorite part of the show. We'll start with uh, Sam. Sam, what'd you learn today? I learned where's the chomo, <laughs> and I felt like an adult when I got divorced. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned just put it in your hand and hold it. I also learned we got wheezy. We got wheezy. Right. Uh, I learned that if I say uh, an artist has a song I don't think is good, then therefore I hate the whole artist, all the all their bodies of work. Mm-hmm. No, you can make a song and suck. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then I also learned it's just words. There's no reason to fight somebody. Your mom's a whore then. <laughs> Whoa. Your Whoa. wife's a oh. bitch then. Oh. Oh, no, you don't settle. She slept with everyone, huh? right? Like oh, yeah, you're that, right. you're right. totally warranted <laughs> to like, kick, uh, kick the crap out of somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mama was a hoe, sure. Stop right. Stop right. Just facts turn, me. turn the other cheek, good guy. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Right, right. I know my mother's a whore. It's okay. <laughs> Yippee said that. Yeah. Mom, I didn't hey. say that, Mom. She's dead. She ain't going to get she mad. She ain't complaining. It's Corbin oh. saying, make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. I'm Seaman Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gibby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. Douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.